This is Focal Point for Wednesday, the 17th of March, 2010. Feed the world. It's all about blogs and more. Welcome to Focal Point, the podcast that shows you how to tap into the power of the internet in your business and your life. Now it's over to your hosts, Chris Pudney and Gihan Pereira, for this week's edition. Hello, Chris. How are you going? Well, thanks, Gihan. How are you? I'm happy. And um, happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Is that today? It is, yes. Luck of the Irish. Yes, top of the morning to you, Chris, and hope you have a happy St. Patrick's Day. Doing anything special for it, apart from going out and drinking? Uh, Drinking green beer? No, I probably won't do that anyway. What about you? (laughs) Good thing we haven't started that yet. Um, And I'm an uncle again, Chris, so I have a new new niece, Margaret Samantha. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, And you found out about uh, Lal having a baby. Um, or becoming a father through Facebook. Yes, there was a cryptic um, update on his his Facebook status, and I interpreted that to mean that uh, there was the patter of little feet in the Pereira household. Um, but I had to confirm that with you because it was a little cryptic. Yeah, that's right. And and you know now now more and more people are getting access to information about people's social lives through places like Facebook and through some of these Web 2.0 tools, which is one of the things that we're going to talk about today, Chris. Which is all about blogs and web feeds. And we did speak about this in one of our very early Focal Point podcasts. But things have changed a lot since then. The quality of our of our recording at that time wasn't wasn't that great, and we weren't as suave and sophisticated as we are now. Uh, and, of course, the technology has changed as well. So that was, I think, almost three years ago that we spoke about blogs and, and web feeds. So we're going to do an updated version, which is all about blogging, web feeds, and why they're really important now. And what's really valuable for anybody, whether you're a business or an individual running a business, to have a blog. Yeah. So we're going to cover what uh, uh, blogs and web feeds are all about, why uh, we, why they're, they're so good, what the benefits are of them versus things like um, web pages and web forums, um, how you can get your own blog or web feed, uh, and what the first steps you can make with regard to web feeds are. Yeah, that's right. And, and we're using these terms blog and web feed interchangeably, and we'll explain why. Um, but why don't we start, Chris? What, do you want to get started with what a web feed is and what's, what's significant about it? Sure, sure. Let's have a, a brief definition that web feeds are a way to publish content that's frequently updated. And the key there is the frequent updating of that content and the ability to publish it. And with web feeds, the publisher syndicates their web feed and then consumers can subscribe to those web feeds. And I think it's a bit about syndication that's the most important thing now. When I used to, f- I remember about four or five years ago when I first started telling clients about blogs and what they were and they didn't really understand what it was all about. The thing I was saying was that it's a website that, that has an easy content management system. So it's easy for you to publish to it. And I think that's half of it. But as you said, the other half is that it's now easy for people who are interested in getting updates to be able to get those updates in a variety of ways. And that, that's a syndication part of it which I think is, is more valuable now than just the ability to, for you to be able to update quickly because there are lots of other tools that you can get that will update a website quickly, but not, it's not so easy to syndicate that material out to anybody who's interested in it. Yeah, that's right. So there are, there are two sides to the coin. That is the publishing and the syndication, and there's the other side, which is consuming and subscribing. So do, should we go through a few examples to uh, illustrate web feeds so people can better understand what we're talking about? 
Yeah, I think that's a good idea, Chris. All right, well, why don't we start with the, the publishing side? And the one that people are going to be most familiar with are blogs. So blogs are a kind of website where the content is being regularly updated. People make blog postings and subscribers can, consumers can subscribe to those, those postings. That's right, and that's probably the most common use of, of web feeds. And I've, I'm guessing most people won't have even thought about the term web feed, but they'd certainly have heard the term blog. And that's the most common example at the moment of web feeds that are out there. Um, and the next one, probably the most common, the next most common are podcasts. So podcasts or vodcasts, which are the video versions of them, are audio newsletters or video newsletters, where again you create an audio file, you upload it. Uh, to to your podcasts, and then anybody who subscribed to your podcast, for example, in iTunes, will then every time they connect up their computer and they start iTunes, it'll download all the latest issues of their podcasts or vodcasts that they've subscribed to. Yeah, including of course the Focal Point podcast. That's right, the one that we're doing that right now. Uh, and another place that people might have come across uh, web feeds is Twitter. So Twitter provides the ability to, descri- to subscribe to um, someone's account, and then you can see all of their tweets. You don't necessarily have to go to your Twitter homepage to see the tweets of the person you're following. In fact, you don't even have to follow the person. You subs- can subscribe to their feed instead without following them and then get all their tweets, as well as things like where you might be mentioned. So if you have a Twitter account, you can find out other tweets in which you've been mentioned and you can subscribe to a feed that will keep you up to date whenever you've been mentioned on Twitter, as well as things like hashtags and other searches. So there are a variety of different feeds that you can subscribe to from Twitter that uh, keeps you abreast of frequently updating bits of information on Twitter. Yeah, and I think that's one of the most powerful things that Twitter has done is that they publish a whole bunch of web feeds, uh, which makes it so much easier for people who want to consume that information, which we'll get to. And another company that's doing that really well is Google. So for many, many years now, Google has had this alerts feature where you can get delivered to you by email. Um, any web searches that you that you want. So you, you type in some keywords, and Google will email you every day or every week if you want the the latest new entries in its database that that match that search. But recently they've started adding. Uh, you don't have to get it by email. You can also get it by feed instead, so that you can read it. So that they publish a feed of exactly the same information, but you don't have to read it in your email. You can read it through your reader, which we'll talk about soon. Okay. And in a similar way, you, you can uh, subscribe to threads in web forums. So if you go to a web forum and you and you'll come across an interesting thread, sometimes if you want to keep abreast of any new postings to that thread, then you have to subscribe to the, you have to join the web forum, get an account, give them a password, give them your email address. The problem with that is that you're disclosing all that information, and it might be only a once-off thing that the, you're interested in this thread. So instead, some web forums provide web feeds for each of their threads, and you just subscribe to that thread. You'll get any updates in your, uh, your web feed reader uh, when new postings appear, and you don't have to bother with all the subscription and unsubscription that goes along with being a member of a web forum. Um, another place where I've uh, come across feeds being used is Last.fm, which is a music a music streaming service that I use. Um, as well as streaming music, it also keeps track of music or, or all audio tracks that you listen to in your media player. So my media player has a plug-in for Last.fm, and every time I play a track, whether it's music or whether it's this podcast, it informs Last.fm. 
and then it aggregates all of the music that I've listened to, and there's a feed that I can subscribe to, that or that anyone can subscribe to, that lists all of the music that I listen to. And as well as that, by uh, keeping track of what I've listened to, it's able to build up an idea of my musical tastes, and then people can use Last FM to announce concerts. And then if any of the bands that uh, might be part of my musical taste are coming to Perth, then there's a feed I can subscribe to that lets me know when bands that I might like are touring in Perth. Yeah, great, great. So these are all examples of owners of content publishing that material, not just in one static place initially, but they also add to that a feed so that anybody who's interested can subscribe to it. Is there anything else you want to say about the publishing side, Chris, or do you want to talk about the subscription side? Yeah, let's move on to subscription. So so let's look at some subscription methods. A few years ago, I was telling people, Chris, when they were asking me, should I start blogging or should I stick to my email newsletter, I was saying still stick to email because everybody has an email inbox and that's a reliable way to get there, to get to their, to get their attention. Whereas not everybody knew how to read a blog or read a feed. Uh, but now that's changed and now I say that a blog and an email new- newsletter are as important because there are so many easy ways now for people to consume those, to consume those feeds. Uh, and the, the most common one is is to use a feed reader where you subscribe to your, to your favorite feeds. And the one that I use is Google Reader, simply because it's built into it's part of the Google website. You read it, you access it directly from your browser. There's nothing extra to download or install. It runs directly off your web browser and uh, part of your Google account. And all I have is the, a number of the, the blogs and feeds that I subscribe to. And uh, I just subscribe to them and then whenever... Uh, something new appears in one of those feeds, they just appear on my Google Reader page, which is completely private to me. Uh, but every morning I can see what, what's new in all the blogs that I subscribe to. Right. Yeah, it's interesting you should say that, Gihan, about how your attitude to um, feeds has changed over time, how you sort of emphasised email previously, but now you consider blogs and web feeds to be just as important. Uh, from my point of view, I consider web feeds just as important as what might end up in my inbox. In fact, sometimes I consider my web feeds better because a lot of spam ends up in my inbox, so the web feeds are a much cleaner source of information. And as such, uh, most email clients now have the ability to to subscribe to web feeds. So both Microsoft Outlook and Mozilla Thunderbird have a folder where you can subscribe to web feeds and there in your email client are a set of folders for each of the web feeds that you've subscribed to, whether they're blogs or whatever. And so for me, having them in the same place as my inboxes uh, is useful because I consider them to be sources of information just as valuable and as important as my inboxes. Yeah, that's a good point. So you use your Thunderbird uh, email program to read your web feeds. That's exactly right. I do. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I use my web browser to read my web feeds using Google Reader. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other one which I've already mentioned is for podcasts. There are a number of uh, programs which which you can get to subscribe to favorite podcasts, and the most popular one is iTunes, which is available on both PC and Mac. And I subscribe to a whole bunch of podcasts. Um, and again, every morning when I t- uh, start up iTunes, it downloads the latest episodes of the podcasts, um, anything that I've subscribed to, and then I connect my iPhone or iPod to it, pops them on my iPhone or iPod, and I can listen to them later. Great, yeah. And in the same way, many media players have emulated that ability of subscribing to podcasts as well as just playing audio files on your PC or uh, in your file system. You can subscribe to podcast web feeds and it'll download and play them for you in your media player. 
Yep. Now you've got an iPhone gear, and I believe that uh, the iPhone supports web feeds as well. Yeah, it does. So I actually got an iPhone app created. So I got my own iPhone app. So you can go to the iTunes store and search for my name and you'll find, an, uh, if you've got an iPhone, there's a Gihan Pereira application, which you can download to your iPhone. And basically, essentially, all that is, is a copy of my blog. It's actually my blog and my Twitter feed. So the the app simply duplicates what's in my blog and Twitter feed. And so the, there is a company called App Maker, which will allow anybody to create an app, an iPhone app, their own, with any feeds that they want included in that app, and then anybody else can download that app from the iPhone uh, iTunes store. And what happens on the, when they use the app in their, their iPhone? They see all those web feed content. Yeah, exactly. So if you open up their if you open up the application on your iPhone, it has exactly what's in my blog. So every time I publish a new blog post, it gets updated whenever people open up the application and see what's the, the latest thing in my blog. Okay. And, and then they can click through to any links that are in there and it'll open up their web browser and so on in their iPhone. I see. Now, something I've, a clever use of web feeds that I've seen are widgets that you can include in your own web pages. So if you have a, a website and there are particular sources of information that you want um, to appear in your website, then there are widgets that allow you to subscribe to various web feeds. And so, for example, you could get Google Alerts for particular searches that you think are relevant to your web page to be displayed um, on your blog or on whatever website you, are, you happen to, ru to run. Yeah, I've seen two examples of this, Chris, or two, two types of examples. So one is for people to embed feeds on their own website, so to embed their own blog or their own Twitter feed. So if you go to com, on the right-hand side of the home page is a little widget which has my most recent blog posts and another one that has my most recent tweets on Twitter so that you go to one place and you can see what I've been talking about without me having to duplicate information in the two places. This is, that's one example where you've got experts who are already using things like a blog or Twitter and they want to embed that information in, in their own web page. The other example I've seen a client of mine uh, which is an industry association, they wanted to have a feed of the latest news from their industry. So I think we did set up a Google alert or we found some other news source uh, which had a feed attached to it. And so if you go to their home page, Again, they've got a little news section, but they don't have to keep updating the news. It's just directly uh, taking it straight from a feed that has the news about uh, whatever keyword they're interested in. Okay, right. So this is one of those examples where feeds from uh, one place are tied into another, and there's a great service called Twitter Feed, which allows you to take a web feed, uh, whether it's from your blog posts or elsewhere, and then Twitter feed will aggregate those and then they'll send them to your Twitter account so they can appear as tweets or they, it'll send them to your Facebook account where they appear as Facebook status updates. So the web feed technology means that you can tie together all these disparate sources of information and aggregate them in one place, whether it's through a widget like we've just mentioned or something like Twitter feed so that they appear as tweets or Facebook status updates. Yeah, and I think we should do a, a separate podcast episode about this idea, Chris, about where you've got all these Web 2.0 properties and how do you manage them and update them um, appropriately at the same time and in a productive way. So let's do that sometime in the future. Excellent. And while we're talking about this idea of embedding into web pages, 
there are a couple of other examples of that which are perhaps more common than taking widgets. And so one is you can embed your feed into your Facebook page, for example. So on my Facebook profile, I have my blog embedded. So again, you go to my Facebook profile and you can see my most recent blog posts. And many of the online communities like um, that, that are set up using a technology like Ning, Ning.com, they also will allow you to embed feeds in there. So again, the Ning communities that I'm a member of on my profile page, I make sure that I not only write a little bit about me and have a link to my website, but I also include the feed from my blog. So it's not the web address of my blog, but it's actually the feed, which means that you go to my profile and you see my most recent blog posts. And perhaps we should mention, Gihan, the whole idea of how um, people who aren't familiar with web feeds should identify them. And there's a special little orange icon that can appear on a web page or in the address bar of your browser to signify the presence of a web feed. And usually when you click on that, then you get the address of the web feed and you can use your favorite um, aggregation tool to subscribe to it. Yeah, that's right. Is that that orange icon? or the letters RSS. Sometimes it just says RSS, and that stands for your uh, really simple syndication, and that's, that's the link that you need for your, for your web feed. Yeah. There are a couple of other examples, Chris, that have seen people use feeds in innovative ways. So far we've talked about a single feed, but there are ways to take multiple feeds and make them available in a public way. And I've seen a couple of really interesting ways of doing this. One is one that I do myself. Every week I publish what I call the Thinking Ahead Journal, which is a PDF magazine of all my clients' blog posts. Now, I don't go around every week and copy and paste each blog post. I have I use a service um, which allows me to say, subscribe to all these feeds and then every Monday morning email me a PDF collection of them. It was originally set up as a way for you to if you, if you wanted to read material away from your computer and you didn't want to carry your computer on iPhone around with you, you get this little magazine of updates, you print it out, take it down to your local coffee shop and sit there and read through your favorite articles. But I've decided to turn it around and use it as a way of publishing my clients' recent blog posts for the week so that it gives them more exposure as well because then I'll add that to my blog uh, so that people can download that off my blog and they've got access to my clients' material as well. What's the name of that tool that uh, does that for you, Gisa? Tabloid. It's tabloid.com, but it's with a double B, so it's T-A-B-B-L-O-I-D. And, and it's a free service. You just go there and, and subscribe, and you enter the feeds that you want, and every week it will send you the, the update with all the, the latest posts from those feeds. I think if you get it, you can even choose to get it more frequently, so you can say every day if you want to. Okay. And what's the and service, Kian? It's a service that lets you create your own newspaper. And I've only come across this recently, and I've been experimenting with it. There's a site called newscred.com, C-R-E-D. You choose a topic, and you, you publish your own newspaper. And essentially, what you, it, it says, type in some keywords, and it'll give you a list of, of feeds that match those keywords. Or you can... If you've already know the address of the feeds, you can tie, you can paste them in directly. But essentially, what you get is your own newspaper with your, with the content that you've chosen, and the content that you've chosen is based on the feeds that you subscribe to. So, in other words, if you find a number of blogs on a particular topic, you can s- subscribe to them all in Newscred and set up a newspaper, which is, is public, so people can go to that newspaper if they're interested in that topic. Okay, so in a way it could be an alternative to tabloid for compiling your thinking ahead journal without the PDF feature. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if not for the PDF, I would probably use Newscred instead. And I like the idea of a PDF document that people can you know, take away and print in its high quality. 
Yeah. So that's uh, another clever use of weaving together all these uh, all these news feeds uh, and turning it into some new content in, in essence. Chris, I think we've given plenty of examples of both publishing how people can publish with the feeds and also the, the other side of the coin, as you, as you described it, which is how people can consume it. And really, as I said at the start, a few years ago, the idea of blogs and web feeds weren't as useful because people didn't have both sides of that equation available. So people didn't know how to publish and there weren't as many people publishing and there weren't as many people who knew how to consume the feeds that were out there. But now that's all changed and there's so many ways, as we've already described, that you can make use of feeds. So I think everybody, if you're if you're creating any sort of content on the internet, you really should have a web feed. And the, and the simplest way to do that is to set up a blog. Would you agree with that? Yeah, a, a simpler way, Gihan, even than uh, using a blog, would be to set up a Twitter account as well. Yeah, of course. Get a feed with that. So, but that, of course, limits you to uh, the kind of content that you can provide. It's just uh, your tweets, but that's a really simple and easy start. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is a much, that's a much simpler way to get started. And provided you can fit your content into 140 character tweets, then you're fine. Um, I was thinking more if you, if you're going to have more substantive content that you want to feed out. So if you're, if you're previously publishing an email newsletter, for example, or you're writing articles, or you're updating your website regularly with new content, then consider using a blog as well as all those other things that you're already doing. That's right. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and there's there's very easy ways to set up blogs now. And in the in the old days, you had to have certain technical knowledge to do that. But now, it's all wrapped up in some very easy to use software. In fact, free software. So you can go to blogger.com and create a blog within ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's right. And pretty much all of the modern blogging services provide you automatically with a feed for your blog. The other thing I've come across, Chris, recently, again, I had a client who has a website but not a blog, and again, they're an association, but what they wanted to offer their members was a way of making sure that any time something was updated, either on the homepage or in their coming events, they wanted their members to be notified. Now, they already send out an email newsletter, but they wanted to set up a feed as well so that members could subscribe to it so they get immediate notification when they have anything changed on the website. So I set up this uh, service service for them using a service called page2rss.com. So it's a word page, then the number two, RSS, which I just talked about is the technology that runs the feeds. Page2rss.com allows you, it's a free service, to set up a feed for any web page. So any page that you're interested in monitoring to see what how it changes over time, type in that web page address and it sets up a feed for that. And then you can add that to your Google Reader or to your Thunderbird or any feed reader. And that becomes the feed for changes to that web page. So that's a very handy tool. Either if you're a publisher, if you want to give people a feed to a web page, you go to page RSS and get that web address and give that to them as the, the feed. Or if you're a consumer and you're interested in following something but they don't have an RSS feed already, that's an easy way to get one. Okay, very clever. And the third thing I've come across, which is very recent, only in the last week that I've started experimenting with this, there's a new site called Posterous or Posterous, P-O-S-T-E-R-O-U-S dot com, which allows you to create a blog very easily by email. All you do is you email your content, whether it's a picture or text or even videos and audio clips or PDF files, you email it and it creates a blog and adds to the blog 
as you keep emailing. So it's a very easy way to publish a blog without having to go in, even though the tools like Blogger and WordPress are pretty easy to use. If you don't even want to do that and you just want to do everything through email, you can use PostRest. It's a free service and uh, you get your own private blog. So if you already have an email newsletter, then you can easily turn it into a blog with a web feed uh, using PostRest. Yeah, exactly, Chris. So you can set up the posterist email address as one of your subscribers, and then automatically every time you subscribe, it will go to your posterist blog as well. Great. Well, let's wrap up, Kihan. We've given some a lot of examples, and we've also shown people or described to people how they can get their own blogs and web feeds. So what are the next steps that we could recommend our listeners take? Well, I reckon the first thing to do is, if you're not familiar with it already, if you're not familiar with the technology and the power of the technology, and you're not yet convinced that you should be publishing your own, I think you should start by subscribing. So go to Google Reader and type in topics that you're interested in, uh, or whatever feed reader that you use, and subscribe. Subscribe to feeds. Subscribe to podcasts. Get iTunes if you don't already have it. It's available on both PC and Mac. And go to the iTunes store in the podcast section, all the podcasts are free. You just search search for something by topic and subscribe to some podcasts. And just get you just have to listen to a couple of the most recent episodes and decide whether you want to subscribe and get them regularly. So the first thing to do is subscribe. Just get familiar with the technology and realize and just recognize and appreciate what other people are doing with it. Yeah, and then once you've found your feet and feel like uh, you're ready to start publishing some content, then you can uh, easily syndicate that through a web feed using some of the tools we mentioned previously, like Blogger and Twitter, page to rss or Posterous. Yeah, exactly. And for people who are experts already and already producing content, you may already be doing it in a number of different forms, like articles and email newsletters and maybe even putting video clips up on YouTube. So creating a blog is just a simple way of duplicating the content in a feed format. So it doesn't need to take up a lot of extra time if all you're doing is every time you create a piece of content, you publish it to your blog as well as wherever else you're creating the content. So it doesn't have to be a big burden. It just has to be one place. It's just one place where you duplicate all the other content that you're creating um, in a format that other people can subscribe to easily. So that's the basis. I'm not saying that's all you should do, but it's a very, very easy way to get started with very little time and effort. Great. Well, if you're subscribed to the Focal Point podcast, then you'll be hearing from Gihan and me in a couple of weeks' time. So I'll speak to you then, Gihan. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot, and bye for now. You've been listening to the Focal Point podcast. You can find us on the web at www.gihanperera.com forward slash podcast. That's G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Listen to all our past issues or leave us your comments and questions. We look forward to having you back next time.